there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. After the dust settles on Penn State, Indiana traveled to Happy Valley. Nearly came up with a top 10 upset. Uh, left with a 33-24 loss. Uh, Indiana made lots of mistakes uh, in that game. A game really you felt like IU maybe should have won by two scores. But we'll get into all that with Alex Compton here in a second. But first, we have a a special announcement from the uh, in for Indiana. Um, The Hoosiers Connect, uh, the official NIL Collective of IU Athletics provides our athletes with NIL opportunities to help them excel in and outside of competition. On November 14th, they are calling on IU fans to create the largest day of NIL support for IU athletes. Hoosiers Connect needs your support on November 14th and beyond to help our athletic programs and athletes thrive in this new NIL era. Let's show the world what it truly means to be a part of the Hoosier family. Are you in? Visit in4indiana.com for more information and to see how your contribution to Hoosiers Connect makes a difference. Uh, Alex, just a little bit more on this project. Um, There's big things planned that include uh, myself and Hoosier Huddle on November 14th. We'll be interviewing um, some players and maybe some other special guests as well uh, in, I I guess, a podcast telethon uh, is the way to put it, to raise money for Hoosiers Connect, the NIL Collective. So all the fans who are saying IU needs NIL money, this is your chance to give and make a difference um, in that area. So, uh, be on the lookout for more stuff from the Infor Indiana, and uh, I'm excited for for November 14th too. I already took a PTO day, going to go down to Bloomington and, and see what the setup is. Um, so let's get back to the game, Alex. Uh, 33-24 loss. Um, it, it's it's a game Indiana should have won. I, I, it, it is. Yeah, it it is, and it was, and it feels like that's kind of been the theme of the last decade really of Indiana football, it's a game they should have won and didn't win. I don't think outside of maybe a few plays, Penn state did not deserve to win the game or did, did not do anything to win the game. Indiana did more things to lose the game than Penn state did to win the game. And that for me is the really, really frustrating part. I think You saw a lot of good stuff. I thought the defense was really, really good. Kind of what you saw in those first three weeks of the season again. Picked off Drew Aller for the first time in college. So that was great to see, even with kind of a banged up secondary. I thought I'm always on them for lack of adjustments and lack of in-game adjustments. With Pierre out, obviously, after he got carted off against Rutgers, Instead of going small, you you put Anthony Jones in at kind of that outside linebacker spot, who had been yep. primarily a bull or a rusher throughout the season. He looked really good and really comfortable in that position. 
So that was a good adjustment for a team that you know is going to try to come out, run the ball, establish the line of scrimmage. And instead of playing into your scheme and going into what you wanted, remember Amari Farrell came in last week for Pierre. After you get gashed on the ground, you make an adjustment, you put Anthony Jones in. He had his best game of the season. He was outstanding. And that seems like it's a really good portal pickup there. But So that was a good adjustment. You liked what you saw. The theme in the first half, and you saw it early in the second half, was the defense was just tired. They just were on the field too long, inability to sustain drives for IU's offense, albeit they did score on the big plays, didn't leave the defense off the field for very much. But I think that's a problem we're, we're okay with having if you score touchdowns. But Yeah, I don't, I don't think was good it was – yeah, it's not the offense's fault um, that the defense got more plays. At, well, that's not true. Sorry, the Brandon Soresby interception put the defense on. Um, I think on the radio broadcast we said that the muff punt, the interception added somewhere between 15 and 18 plays on the defense, and you're looking at 45 or 44 first-half plays on this defense and that's more than half a game especially with the new clock rules which are shortening games and, and the number of possessions um that that was huge uh then you have by my count indiana gave or left on the field 19 total points uh you you had indiana muffed a punt which led to a touchdown um, you let up a, a big, I'm not even counting the kick return after IU goes up 14, seven, you miss a field goal. Um, you have, a sa- oh. yeah, you have a safety, uh, late in the game that, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, except that that was your chance to go down and tie. And then you left four points on the field after the interception of, um, Drew Aller late in the fourth quarter with five minutes to go. And, and that to me was the game. And I think that sums up Tom Allen's tenure at, at Indiana is that at, at some point you have to go for it. At some point there, there was nothing to lose. Yeah. You, you, Indiana was two and five. Um, and it's not the third down play call. We heard him today say, Oh, yeah. I, you know, with the third fine. If you threw two incomplete passes, or whatever, and it's third and nine, or you get sacked and it's third and 15, yeah, kick the field goal, totally get it. But you got to take a shot on first and second down. And I, I don't care what people say or what former players say or on Twitter and, and you're wrong and all that stuff. At some point, you have to be aggressive. And f- as whatever saying, we love our sayings on IU football, fortune favors the bold. Well, you got to be bold in some spots, and Indiana had a chance to um, take a lead. That crowd uh, at Penn State, they were booing all game at that performance. They were out of it. This this had upset, the recipe of an upset all over it. And every time Indiana got momentum, every single time they yacked it back up, you know, whether it was muff punt uh, that, you know, the, the – I think it was on a three and out or, yeah. you know, the offense coming yeah. off the field, yeah. getting booed. Yep. You'd score a touchdown to go up 14, seven, let up a 50 yard return. And then with two minutes left. And I know you killed me on it on the group text. The worst that should happen is that you get out of the half 14, 14. Instead, Brandon Sorsby makes a freshman mistake, tries to do too much, throws across his body, 
late and, and gets picked off, and it leads to, I mean, really a 10-point swing because Penn yeah. State got the ball um, after half to go up 24-14. Just it, what I – and I don't want to be all negative because there were a lot of positives – there was no quit in this team. And that was a mm-hmm. big question going into the game. Are these players bought into this coaching staff? How are they, you know, it felt over, you know, it still kind of feels over for the Tom Allen era uh, going for it, but it felt like it was, it was over. Um, yeah, it after was the 24, Rutgers. 14 and they, they came back, which was good. And that I think is even what makes it more frustrating because you came back you played hard. You made good plays on both sides of the ball. Omar Cooper had an awesome touchdown to get us within three there. You tie it. And then it's just after battling back and defense still playing hard and defense is still making plays, you make the play of the game to set yourself up with a golden opportunity in a game that Penn State was trying to give you and you didn't want to take it and you didn't try to go for it, which is just the worst part. And Freeman missed a 35-yard field goal earlier in the game. So it's not like – and I know he was 5 of 5 on the season before that. It's not like you got a sure thing. It's not like you got Justin Tucker. So it's it's just extremely frustrating to me. I think it's more – if I'm a player, I'm extremely frustrated and disappointed, especially on the offense – that for a Penn State defense that had played extremely well all season, that you did not, even against Ohio State, that you did not give them a chance to win the game. And I think that that would just make me sick if I was in the locker room. I don't I don't know that. I didn't play football. I don't know anyone on the team. That would make me sick. Absolutely sick. And it I, I don't understand it. I just the third down play call, sure. I, I get that. But Maybe if he's hurt, you got to take him out. And I got into it with Mitchell Page on Twitter, who I respect and liked watching. You, you're two and five. You, you literally have nothing to lose. So I don't understand. If Soresby can't throw the ball, put in Taven. Just you got you to gotta be aggressive. And if Taven comes in, guess what? They probably think you're going to throw the ball, right? Run it. I don't know. Try it just – very yeah. tough, very tough for me to swallow. And in a game where you had a 90-yard touchdown, which was an awesome play, and then a coverage bust for another long touchdown, you had two legitimate awesome passing touchdowns and then a freebie, and then you you took the ball out of everybody's hands. And that – I it feels like there's been a million nails in the coffin, right, especially over the last two years. That one for me, I just – I can't – I can't get over it. No, and it, look, if this was year one and whatever, okay, maybe you'll learn from it. But it, it, it's been clear that. Or if it's week two or like. Yeah, week two. But you're also super aggressive earlier in the game. And then you just, it, you, you clam up. There's no consistency on if you're going to be super conservative or if you're going to roll the dice. And in that situation, and you don't have to have played football. You could play any sport. Any sport that you're going, hey, we have a shot to win and you're playing for the tie um, or to play safe. Um, yeah, I get it. You're frustrated. We've done it. I've, I've been on teams that you have a shot to win and and you don't take it and you lose. And it's it's extremely frustrating. It makes practice harder the next week and all that stuff. And 
in Indiana doesn't has never won in Happy Valley. It's never happened. Um, so what what's the worst that could happen? A pick six. Mm. I'm sure there's something. You know, a pick six. Half the guys get hurt, and uh, you know, Don Don Fisher falls out of the radio booth. That's literally like the worst thing that could happen. Um, on that thing, and so what? If you lose the game, uh, 31-21 instead of thirty-three twenty-four, like who cares? Who cares? Uh, I thought Brandon Sorsby played pretty well. Uh, yeah. Once he got his feet, once he got settled in, he played well. Uh, that throw to Omar Cooper, which he was the play after he got banged up, was a hell of a throw. And, and Omar yeah. Cooper might be the best wide receiver on this team right now. Uh, yeah, it's encouraging with no camper that they they moved the ball through the air. O line yeah, was pretty good, but yeah, Sorsby, and that's what I said. I I never thought he got a fair shot really at the competition. You start him against Ohio State, you start rotating everybody. Taven gets an Indiana State game, plays one good a half against Louisville, and then Taven has looked bad for the rest of his snaps besides the second half against Louisville. Yeah. Sorsby has looked better to me with all the available tape, and I keep saying it. He offers some threat of a ground game, and he played a great game, man. He threw the ball really well. He threw the ball on the run really well. I thought he worked through his progressions a little bit better than he had been in prior weeks. A lot of progress. Hopefully his shoulder is good enough to go on Saturday. He did look really hurt. We didn't really see him throw after he you know, went in the tent, and then the next drive was the handoff drive. Who the hell knows? But that was good. That was encouraging. I'm happy for him. Kid's a gamer. Yeah, lot, a lot to like. Obviously, a lot of the passing yards were on those two deep ones. But, yeah, that throw to Cooper, we haven't seen a throw like that in two seasons, two and a half seasons. So, yeah, And how many times um, do you see a quarterback at IU overthrow DeKeese Carter on that play or over underthrow Donovan yeah. McCulley or they trip over a yard line or something like that? It just – it felt like – Real football again, and and the game I compare it to is that Michigan State game in 2019. It, it's where you had them. A few plays go your way, you win that game. A few plays didn't, and you lost. But it was for for 58 minutes or whatever it was. Football was fun again. Um, yeah, and it was fun, and that's what college football is all about. Yeah, uh, before we. You want to wrap Penn State, and then we'll get on to some people on Twitter acting like yeah. clown shows. A couple more for me. I, special teams has really been a problem all year. They were terrible again. There's You can't keep sugarcoating it. They were terrible again. Um, I'm you know, glad they called that clear block in the back on Penn State's punt return touchdown because that was, but still, I guess you could say 10 other guys had a bust there, but clear block in the back, obviously the muff, you just can't have it again. You can't have it again. It's such a big game. Missed chip shot, uh, multiple false starts. I think there was one false start on a punt. Yeah, um, and then you had Jalen Lucas with the eight-yard, minus eight-yard punt return, where yeah. he's just trying to do too much. And I, I get was it, my, he's a young guy. Yeah. That was my next, next point is I don't know if teams are keying in on him too much, if he's hurt. He had one touch on offense and lost five yards and the rest of the game. Again, I've said it all year now. I think since he kind of got hurt on that punt return, I think against Indiana state or Akron, maybe where he rolled it, he just 
compared to last year, he does not have that ability where it seemed like the first guy would miss every time, regardless of where you put him. He does not look the same. He does not look shifty. He's not seeking out contact or spinning, or it seems like all of his plays, he's kind of going laterally. We haven't seen him really be effective since the Louisville game where he was running up the seams and in the slot. And I don't know if now this is a game plan thing where everybody's just keyed in on him too much, but I think you got to try to put him in the slot. You got to try something because regardless of did, they didn't put him in the backfield all that much outside of starting him in the backfield and motioning him to the slot. I just think teams that the first play of the game was a throw to Jalen Lucas. There are four defenders there. They know the ball's going to him, but I think you're right. I think he's banged up um, again on a, punt return uh this is three years in a row now you you lose a dynamic player and how you don't have another guy that's not a walk i just no offense to walk-ons or nothing against what but how do you not yeah well our scholarship guys can't catch punts apparently yeah so like how do you not have a guy who, who you know Tom Allen has put such an emphasis on on scholarship guys on special teams with kicker and long snapper and punter. Um, how do you forget about punt returner? And, and yeah, no. Jalen Lucas, but we, you saw him all fall camp. Have trouble with punt returns, like even with no rush against him, it's a hard skill to do. It is the, the those punter balls are slick as hell. Um, they're super hard to catch and you have guys coming to take your head off. So it's, it's not an easy skill to do, but you got to find a guy who could do it. Um, yeah. And there are guys Jordan, who can do it. Jordan Shaw was a really dynamic returner. Omar Cooper was a really dynamic. Yeah. It's, it's very surprising to me. Also, Jordan Shaw played a really, really good game as a true freshman. I bet you played some big spots. Yeah, big I, spots I, I, on third down. Yeah, they were blitzing him a lot. He he was he was good. I he he had the pressure on the interception. He was around Aller's ankles. I think you're going to see him play a ton down the stretch here. He looked he looked really good. So that was good to see. He was a four star Army All American that flipped from Colorado. So yeah, I think you see a lot of him down yeah. the stretch. He's but, got three games left to play. If you want to preserve that red shirt, if you don't care about the red shirt, you'd play him the rest of the four games which I think if you're the a coaching staff who, let's be honest, it it looks like, look, if IU had the money and could come up with the money, this coaching staff's not going to be here. That, right. That's so what I think it looks you're like. playing everybody. So it's, you, you play everybody. You're not, you know, it's not, oh, let's save this guy for the next staff. And if for whatever reason you're, this staff is still here in 2024, who cares about 2026? Yeah, 2027 if Jordan Shaw is there. Um, but let, let's get to um, our Twitter clown of the week, Alex. Um, a new segment uh, uh, on the Hoosier Huddle podcast. It could be a long one. If we did this weekly, it could be a, a really long segment. But what yeah. we could do, like, we have to limit it to like top three. Okay. But okay. Th- this, 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 this guy takes the cake. Um, don't have his tweets pulled up, but it, it really infuriated a lot of people which i guess is a good part of it but ryan phillips yeah ryan phillips saying that indiana should just defund football and give it to basketball is everything that we said is wrong with this program that indiana has been doing for 135 years is is 
at least try to put money into football first before you say it's a waste the one, and all that the stuff. The one constant, yeah, the one constant for the, the century years. and a half. Yeah, the century and a half we've been playing football with all the eras of football, all the players, all the different teams we've played, different stadiums, different coaches. coaches. The one constant has been not spending money on football. And for some reason, people just can't equate they can't put the equation together that money plus football equals good football. I don't know. And people are like, Oh, whatever, whatever. Like we have all this money coming in a couple of years down the road when Oregon and Washington and USC are like, why are we, why are we doing this? Why are we making the same as Indiana and Oregon and Washington aren't going to make the same as us next year. They're going to make less pretty quick. There's going to be a discussion about why aren't we doing why aren't we doing payouts that are structured based on ratings and how we're doing? And then when every Indiana football game's on Peacock on Friday night in the next four years, there you go. But yeah, yeah, I think I think you just pump more money into basketball. I think, you know, a little bit more money, Woodson will stop losing out on all the guard recruits. I think you'll definitely get out of the first round because the one thing that spending money on football does obviously is address the two, three issue or two issues that have been a problem since Woodson took over and they still didn't address, which are turnovers and shooting. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how the football money helps uh, address the point guard position for Indiana basketball. So no, but it's just garbage and it's lazy and I'm sick of it. So it, it's, it's what's, like, it's what's pro it, it's, it's the problem with the fan base and you have somebody with, you know, Assembly Call is a well-respected, well-listened-to podcast in the the Hoosier network uh, of, of podcasts. And, you know, people take it seriously, what they say, um, you know, whether you should or shouldn't. But the, the influence that they have is that now you're feeding that, oh, you know, we're feeding more of that. We need to defund football or put less emphasis on football and all of and all of those things well down the road and it's it might be seven years it could be three years it could things change on a dime they changed on a dime this year i mean they went from you went from having a pack 12 to not a pack 12 in, in basically 48 hours um when colorado left for the big 12 and then usc and oregon jumped to the big 10 and then ever then the whole thing blew up um and sooner or later, they're going to go to a relegation system. And, you know, maybe IU fans will be happy that their basketball team is playing a Big East-like schedule and football is is playing a, a MAC FCS-level schedule and not bringing in money and, and, and things like that. And, you, you know, then what people are going to see is your facilities are not going to be as good. Um you're just every you're not going to have money for these other programs um you know you're not going to be able to pay terry moore and you're not going to have a good volleyball team you're not going to have uh you know soccer's not going to have the, the things that they need uh and, and all of those things so it, it's, it's yeah it's, it's just, such it's, a short-sighted nonsensical yeah. take that is just you're just poisoning the fan base and, yeah, and i'm tired of it it's lazy crap and like we don't comment on basketball and we don't do that so like 
and it's fine. Like I want everybody to watch the games and get involved, whatever, but like, I, I don't need your take. I don't care for your take. It's, it's, it's just crap. And it, it's easy clicks as basketball season is getting started. And every year at this time, you get the same old, all right, well, at least it's basketball season. Now here's all these articles and you have all the basketball beat guys tweeting about football with IUFB and IUBB hashtags. And it just, just drives me crazy. It, it, football being good, it helps everybody. Like, do you think us being good at football would not make a basketball recruit have a better visit? I, I just, it, the thinking, I don't understand. Like, no, having you a know what they let off. Stadium, guess what? That looks sweet on TV. That's a high school kid at home going, damn, that's really cool. If Mike Woodson called, like, I, I just, I don't understand. It, it just. No, and, and you know what? The When when the, the journey came to IU football, Trace Jackson Davis is at the football game against Western Kentucky celebrating a win. I, I mean, there, and imagine if that was a game where you had people in the stands and um, it, it was against a bigger opponent, it would have been, a, you know, that, that stuff matters. It, it does. I, say what you want, but I, I'm, I'm over. I, I want to root for IU basketball, but there's some people who make me want to hate watch IU basketball. Yeah, it's the the some of the basketball. I just I don't know, man. I just I root for them. I go to games. I went to Northwestern and Big Ten tournament games last year, and you know, in college, I went out to Philly that year. I went to Des Moines for the Kentucky game, and then drove out to Philly and do all of it and love it. It's a lot of fun. It just I don't understand why you can't just get behind everybody and say, yeah, you know what, football probably could use some more money, and that would be really cool if football was good instead of just. <laughs> the laughing stock in the Big you're Ten, not in the big it, 10 if you don't have football like so if you're saying disband football or we should just give up on football you will you will not be in the big time like you literally will not be in the big time they don't care it doesn't no. move the needle no it doesn't and then you guess what you know purdue's gonna laugh at you and we all care about what purdue fans think about iu um and stuff like that that's another twitter we'll we'll have that queued up for the next round of twitter clowns um but yeah. yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It, it's frustrating, but whatever. I mean, we got to win. Like if you win, yeah, it, it's, you got to win. And and it's not a chicken and the egg thing. I said this, I, I think with you or, or with TJ, you have to build the nest first and then you could have an egg and then you could have a chicken. I, I mean, that's how life works, right? Whether it evolves, the egg evolves into a chicken or some other animal, you still need a nest um, to, to protect that egg. So the, you, you, you got to build it. And, yeah. and yeah. part of that is, is funding football and getting facilities, getting coaching staff, um, you know, fans putting in for NIL uh, and, and stuff like that. And I, I get it. You, you know, people don't want to be treated like ATMs and, and things like that. And you want a little bang for your buck. So I, I understand it's frustrating, but you're getting a huge chunk of money from TV and that fair share needs to go to to the football team so that they could start generating more money in ticket sales and parking um, sessions. All that stuff helps the rest of the athletic department. Yeah, like having an energized fan base and student base from a good football season that funnels right into, hey, the next thing up is women's and men's basketball. Like You know how cool it would be? IU is playing, I know it's an exhibition game, but they're playing Friday night against 
whatever, Marion, and then they have a home game against Wisconsin. How nice would it be to make that like a double dip weekend? Uh, now, look, Bloomington has to get more hotels and all that stuff because I looked up hotel. It was like a thousand dollars a night to stay at the graduate, which is ridiculous. Um, but to to make that a weekend with your buddies and or family and stuff, hey, we're going to go to the basketball game Friday night, you know, football game Saturday or hell, even the, the soccer game at some point on Friday uh, in, in the Big Ten tournament. Just you. It, it, IU is you're missing out on something great about college athletics in having a decent football program because you don't want to put the money into it. That's it's just lazy. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. You're I think you're like twelfth in recruiting expenses. I mean, you're at the bottom of everything. We Wisconsin just announced more upgrades. Western Kentucky announced upgrades. Northwestern has a new state. There's all this stuff, and we're still there's a vision or something i just we haven't heard it or seen anything and i think you're you're falling way behind and it's it's frustrating but yeah and we were texting earlier alex imagine if indiana didn't play louisville this year and they had a a by opponent and you're sitting at what three and five going into that back half of the season there might be some buzz it might not be great buzz but there might be some buzz that hey we we could beat Michigan State. We could beat Illinois. We could beat Wisconsin without, you know, their quarterback and maybe Braylon Allen. We could go up to Purdue and beat Purdue and and, and go to a bowl game and get some momentum back. Um, another thing that I hate, tell me, what's the difference between going to the Gator Bowl and losing in the first or second round of the NCAA tournament? There's nothing. You're a, you affect the national title the same amount in the Gator Bowl as you do, you know, the second or, you know, first, second round of the NCAA tournament. Because if you're going to a, a high-level January bowl game, you had a shot to to win your conference, make the playoff, and, and things like that. Um, and you you had a chance to to knock off a big boy and affect the, the national championship that way. Yeah. It's the, just the culture needs to change. Yeah. Yeah, and All I right. can – literally talk about that for hours and hours like whatever and everyone is entitled to their opinion but yeah i think i think it's just i don't agree with it which is fine don't need to but i listen to their stuff they have good basketball coverage but again i don't need people that don't really care about football telling me how to think about football but yeah uh wisconsin on saturday uh i'm excited tom allen said they're already in playoff mode so i have to win out yeah have to win out at two and six with four left. Again, they're all winnable. We said at the beginning of the season, the middle of the season, I guess not in the middle, but we said all season long that these last four were kind of your, your toss-ups and you wanted to have at least three going into them. You don't, you got to win out. Going to be tough, probably unlikely. I think it's more likely you go two and 10 than six and six, but but go get a couple wins. You, it, people are so concerned with how many total losses IU has in their history and not beating teams. Go beat Purdue and Michigan State. Get your trophies back, stuff like that. So instead of having a two and ten season, you're at four and eight. You take two losses off your, you know, your total that you know. In when they're looking at eight hundred, you know, you're you're a little slower to eight hundred losses. Uh, and stuff like that, because that's what people care about are losses from 140 years ago. 
yeah but yeah i'll i'll be there i'm gonna drive i'm gonna leave chicago at like 9 30 p.m central time on friday night drive to bloomington and then get up to tailgate at 8 a.m for a nooner so wouldn't have it any other way i just wish we were six and two <laughs> instead of two and six but yeah i'll be there i have no idea what the weather's gonna be like but i'm sure 75 is sunny right it might be, and then it might change to 39 and snowy. Yeah, that would Indiana. be fun. Too. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that, that does it for uh, this episode of After the Dust Settles. Thank you, Alex. Uh, again, a big event for Hoosiers Connect coming up on November 14th. Uh, keep, keep it locked into Hoosier Huddle for more details on that. Uh, we'll have all your coverage coming up into the Wisconsin game as well. And then into the off season, we'll do uh, some more big picture things. And if there is a coaching change, we'll, we'll have you covered from there as well. So keep following us. Hoosierhuddle.com. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. And uh, Alex, we may have found a new segment for after the dust settles as a clown, clown of the show. Um, you know, in some of it should be fun. Some of it is just head shakingly frustrating. But uh, thanks for joining us tonight. You're welcome. I'll pre-nominate myself for uh, for Sundays after uh, my my long commute for uh, quite the game on Saturday. So, but yeah, thank, thanks as always for having me.